This is Channel 253 Sports. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute. Just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised, on the playground was where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing all call, and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mum got scared. She said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I whistled for a cab and when it came near, the license plate said, fresh, and I had dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say that this cab was rare, but I thought, nah, forget it. You are, yo, home to Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight and I yelled to the cabbie, yo, home, smell you later. I looked at my kingdom. I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeltwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B-Team. Hey everybody, this is Steve Kettleson of the Flounders B-Team Podcast. We're recording this on December 11th, 2017. Hey, we just wanted to give you a few quick hits from our response to the MLS Cup final and what that result looked like, as well as some uh, early predictions as to what might happen with the roster, especially with Ozzy Alonso. We expect to have a lot more information and uh, feedback for you when we record tomorrow on December 12th. Hopefully we'll have a show out that night or Thursday morning uh, for your commute. Talking about the MLS Cup, talking about the uh, expansion draft a little more extensively, and maybe a little bit of uh, Ozzy's displeasure not being protected. Uh, however, who we have in the van, the Gustav Svens van headed up to Toronto, uh, are Nate Bowling from the Nerd Farmer podcast, uh, as well as Hope Teague Bowling from the Interchangeable White Lady podcast on the Channel 253 network here. Uh, our co-host, uh, Tim Hamilton, uh, at Muffin Top Model on Twitter, and of course, the meme master for the Flounders B-Team podcast, and friend of show, friend of pod, uh, friend of Sounders, one and all, uh, in-stadium talent for uh, the Sounders FC is James Woolard. Uh, he will have a little bit of his vocal stylings uh, for this show, as well as some pretty solid analysis, actually. He's a really smart guy. And there'll be another show out uh, Wednesday night, uh, I think, is uh, the best we can do on that. If we get it out a little bit earlier, so much the better. Um, another thing to put on your calendar, December 23rd, we're going to have some sort of multi-podcast event. Uh, but we're going to have a, a nice little get-together, uh, probably in the South End somewhere. 
that could be federal way. That could be uh, as far north as, you know, why not? Why not do the Georgetown Liquor Company? That sounds pretty good. Uh, we haven't had um, some contact with those folks in quite a while, but great place, great vegan sandwiches. Uh, and they have Super Nintendos and Nintendos and Sega Genesis's right there in the lobby. Great place, and uh, we're going to get some sort of party together. We'll have more details out for you on the Twitter and various channels. But in the meantime, without further ado, I would like to present you with the Gustav's Fence Van, the field trip, uh, the return back from Toronto to Detroit, and uh, 40 minutes of that conversation featuring James Woolard, Nate Bowling, Tim Hamilton, and Hope Teague Bowling. Enjoy, and we'll see you tomorrow for the next show. You're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. All right, I am recording. This is Tim Hamilton, Muffin Top Model. The Gustav Svansson has turned into the the crying Jordan bus <laughs> for all involved. Portland sucks. Port- <laughs> Portland still sucks. Fa la 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 la. Um, we've just been chit-chatting as we're driving from, uh, are we... Columbus back to Detroit. The rental car company is not going to listen to this. So, as we're traveling from from Toronto, uh, we're still in Canada. Back to Detroit, we're still looking at a two and a half hour drive. Figured since we're talking, we may as well record. Um, By the way, this conversation brought to you by Tim Hortons. Yes, Timmy is is fueling this uh, the vehicle. And my butt thunder. And the Hope Bowling snack pack. <laughs> okay. Which has sustained us all. Yes. Hope it's has. Amazingly delicious. And exciting to delve into. Hope has packed enough goodies. What's in the goodie bag? Oh Tell my the goodness. Fam. What isn't in the goodie bag? Um, <laughs> pistachios, mixed fruit and uh, dried fruit and nuts, uh, chewy, delicious chews, chocolate. What is it? Blackberries covered in chocolate or something? Yeah. Yum yum, and best of all, beef jerky and pepperoni sticks. Yeah, the beef jerky has been sealed in plastic bags this whole time, but I can still smell it through. I can smell it on my airplane pillow. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it somehow Talking gets of through this. Uh oh. We slept quite close together last night. <laughs> I'm just gonna let Separated the audience. I'm gonna let the audience know that spooning did not lead to forking <laughs> that night. We did not reenact the trains, planes, and all that else scene. No. All right. Uh, so, what was our in-game experience from start? What was our day like yesterday? Uh, let's just go to the game. Oh, no, just just chronologically. Okay, it's so easy to remember that way. We met everybody at the Loose Moose, uh, which was great because uh, we were there last year. Uh, it was less crowded than last year and less hot than last year. I remember last year being like a sauna when we came in. Uh, we actually bugged out of there and found a place up the street it's called Jack Astons. Am I wrong about this? Jack it's Astors? Jack Astors, Astors but uh, yeah, I'm just realizing that sounds like Jack Aston. Like I did. Why am I the stupid dad joke guy, not the one to realize that? Uh, yeah. We all have our faults. Yeah. Uh, had a really delightful time. Uh, talked to some Toronto fans, just in general, by the way. Uh, not a single negative experience with Toronto fans. Like yeah. really good people, really good city. Uh, had a nice little IPA for the game. Uh, caught the transit to the game. More Toronto praise, great transit. Uh, basically, we're like, what? Three subway stops away on the train from Union Station to, to the uh, to the stadium. Uh, got into the stadium, and we didn't know where our seats were going to be. We were seated in section 108, row four, which means that like our section was basically midfield. 
in the yeah. fourth row. We were right at the edge of the at, at the the center circle on on the uh, supporter side. Seats. Yeah, they were terrible seats. I don't oh, know how you endured it. But if you ever want to catch us on camera, just look for the the big green blob next to the blue blob. <laughs> and uh, we, we were the only ones jumping and cheering when the, the team actually got a shot on goal because at least we didn't have to hear that. Did we have two? I think we did have at least a couple. A, yeah. Uh, so the, the Toronto supporters were to our left, and. Uh, their supporter group had a TIFO. It was it was alright. It was alright. I was super impressed. Their deployment was pretty crappy, frankly. Like they started deploying it before the anthem. I think they screwed that up on and then on accident. during the anthem and then after the anthem. So it was like a ten minute deployment. Yeah, there was a weird like I think everyone was kind of caught in the middle of oh well we've gone this far should we just do it now is strange was there supposed to be a moment of silence we missed kind of thing I, what, what did you think of that public address announcement compared with maybe the one at the clink uh, well the one at the clink is a, is, is a he's a hack <laughs> fake fake British yeah. accent I think it's British a really accent. fake British accent that's what I noticed the first thing so frankly when, when I hear when, I'm, when we're in, in CenturyLink and I hear Sounders FC go. I get excited for that. Like I, I actually appreciate our stadium announcer. Huh. I don't even recall hearing theirs. I have no recollection of it at all. He now. I remember, I remember doing intros. He did like who did uh, they? Explain it. I'll say the first name. Like stop explaining it. They're not stupid. Yeah. Let's go back to the Tifo though, because that Tifo was garbage. I mean, first of all, well, okay. I get I get the colors, but like convoluted sentence that made no sense. Plus, nobody knew when it was supposed to be up. English teacher. Plus, there was a top part and a bottom part, but no one noticed that they went together because everyone just noticed some random dudes without shirts. The top part had a sentence excited. that was way longer than it should have been. Yeah. It had like a subordinate clause and a dependent clause. An independent clause and a Santa Claus. Like yeah. maybe we could have kind of sent you something last year, but this year we're feeling better. <laughs> yeah. Like we wanted to celebrate last year, but uh, last year you kind of made us believe, sorta, because you half-assed it, and we were very excited. But then now we're not as excited, or we're more excited now than we were last year. That's quality pants right there. Started from okay. the bottom, now we're starting from the middle yeah. this year. <laughs> uh, yeah. So just about Toronto supporters. Uh, their supporter section is much smaller than ours. Uh, but what I noticed is is that. There's, there's more opportunities and more moments when the entire stadium engages. So, like, our entire stadium engages on uh, Boom Boom Clap, Come On Seattle, and then the call and response chant. Uh, they engage only one thing. It's a TFC chant. But they, do, they do it early, often, and loud. And uh, when that goal went in, that stadium erupted. Yeah. That offside goal, by the way. But Yes, yes. We had a really good view of... What I thought was offsides, all uh, is it offsides or offside? Offside, no S, but do you move? Uh, uh, we'll look again. I was fairly confident it was offside, and then, you know, uh, this is the day after. Some Twitter folks have taken screen grabs and things. I'll watch it later, but it, it looked like, I mean, he was way offside when his run happened, but then he kind of looped back around, and when the ball was played, I thought he was offside. Anyway, talking to, talking to our group here, I'm, I'm guessing that Chapman... You know, you know they, they, they already lit the flares. They already got the smoke bombs going. He didn't want to call it back because then the Toronto fans would be less Canadian. Well, and, and frankly, even if that goal was offside, um, we didn't deserve to win that game, and they deserved to win. And if Stephen Fry doesn't make a handful of saves, that game could have been 5 nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, of course, on, on Twitter, I'm joking around the night before, and I've Photoshopped uh, about a dozen different stars on, on Fry's hand so that uh, he, he can feel a little bit better about his performance. Yeah, there's a Javinko ball that went, like, right past the post. Uh, there's the one that 
I think Jovan Jones saved that almost could have been an own goal. Oh, there was, yeah. Jovan Jones almost put one on frame, and then Torres almost put one on frame. Yeah. yeah. And so so the, that's three right there that we're almost in, and that's not counting any of Fry's saves, and Fry's saves were phenomenal. My favorite was the low bouncer in traffic that he sees late, gets a paw to it, pushes it over to his right, yep. misses the post. Oh. They put one off the post too as well. Well, so here, okay, here's one thing about the fan experience that I, that I enjoyed is, is going to this game, I was pretty adamant that we had nothing to lose and all the parts were on Toronto and that's exactly what the situation was in the, in the stadium. Like, Toronto fans were freaking out and when the game went scoreless at halftime, I started applauding and they're like, you have nothing to be proud of. And I was like, neither do you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the one making <laughs> diamonds with a lump of coal. And so, no, like, they, but, you know, credit. They, they, they beat us fair and square, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, frankly, Michael Bradley played the game of his life. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a defensive midfielder do so much disruption. It was like 2010 Ozzy Alonso or 2011 Ozzy Alonso. Uh, he was just manhandling our, our players in the middle of the field. Uh, he made Roldan look like a child. Uh, he broke up God knows how many uh, runs that Valdez, not Valdez, uh, Spanish, Rodriguez was Rodriguez. on. Uh, no, Bradley played the game. Here's the thing. Is Bradley played the game of his life. Uh, Fry played the game of several lifetimes. <laughs> and Josie Altidore nicked the offside goal, and they won. Yeah. And then uh, our young man did some childish, exuberant-type things. Uh, Yolo does what Yolo does. He... he for the second goal, he dribbles out of the back, gets to almost half field, well, and, and then the, gets took a dispossessed. Ball, took a ball basically that Fry was calling for. Because that ball was rolling to Fry oh. when he picked it up. And then, yeah, dribble. <sighs> Nuhu is, you, you nailed it. It's a rational exuberance. Like, he's, he's a kid. Um, I can't really, I don't look at that play. Damn, is this livestock we're driving through? It smells so Oh, bad. I swear that was me. Oh, my God. Sweet mother of mm. Well, who's in the one that is, who's eating beef jerky? No, that is that's an animal. That is not a human. That is not a human smell. Mm. If that's a human, see a doctor. Woo. All right. Sorry, where were we? Uh, you were talking about uh, we were talking about Nuhu and his his doing Nuhu things and and basically we lost the game and go. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> Nuhu takes the ball from in front of Fry. It still stinks, by the way. Uh Dribbles to midfield, gets dispossessed, and like they score on that. Vargas scores, uh, but like again, that's knew who's plays and why we lost. We lost the game because frankly they're a better team than us. Uh, they were better in the regular season, and they were better there. And I'm not really mad about it. Sad, but not mad. So what do you see? We were talking in the first half that it looked like Joe, we, Joe Jones hadn't started at left back in a while yeah. because we've always had a midfielder missing or a defender missing, and then we've moved some parts around, and that's always given. Um, Jones the spot at, at left mid. Yeah. So maybe old, old spot in a long time had to had to kind of get relearn the position. But it, it looked like to start the first half hour that Rodriguez and Jones were getting in each other's ways. There were several possession yeah. times when Rodriguez and Jones were in the same spot and Dempsey and Brewer in the same spot, and that's never good when four of your offensive players are standing in two spots. Frankly, um, I, 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 Rodriguez didn't dress up in glory tonight. Like, he was not amazing out there. Um, I think we played much better in the second half, even though we gave two goals in the second half. Like, offensively, we just looked better and more functional. And we noticed that uh, they switched Rodriguez with Nico and just flipped sides. So yeah. that Rodriguez was starting on the on the right side. And then 
we're going, I don't know which way we were attacking. Anyway, they flip-flopped it so that uh, Rodriguez was on the right because he's right-footed, and Ladero was on the left, and whatever. Maybe that made their defensive assignments change. I and pulled Bradley out of the middle because Bradley was following Nico around the whole game. I am not very impressed by the center backs for Toronto, particularly True Moore. <laughs> and I wish that we could have been more dangerous attacking their center backs, but we couldn't get the ball through midfield to attack their center backs until Jordan Morris came in. And Morris came in to change of pace. So at, at one point toward the end of the game, we're chasing a goal. You have Morris playing forward, right? Daisy playing forward. Torres playing forward. Was Bruin still at that point or was Bruin out? I don't know. It just, it, 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 the better team won the game, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Did, did Bruin even sub off? I, if I had a statue in front of me, I'd So, okay, well, who, I mean, yeah, I'm going by, by view. Our first sub was Rodriguez, and we brought in Jordan Morris. Um, we talked about it. I, looking at Rodriguez, he, he kind of bailed himself out a little bit to start the second half because he was more active and, and wasn't turning the ball away and, yeah. and wasn't slow to recover. But I think we probably should have brought in Nuhu way earlier, pushed up Jovan Jones, yeah. and then pulled Rodriguez at that point. Or put Jordan Morris up top because, you know, if they play a high line and we get a ball through, which we were just hoofing balls forward, all we need is one opportunistic bounce or misheader, which they there were a couple. But uh, I think Jones back at midfield would have stretched their field a little bit more wide and lengthwise. Um, I think both the subs came late. Oh, yes. Yeah. I, I, I Especially the new sub is like, why bother? But coaching-wise, I mean, if, if your team is just, like the Sounders were, just taking on water and, and luckily still, still keeping it out of the net, but yeah. how do you inject a new person and you can't just, I mean... If you jump out of a moving car, you're, you're still doing 50, but you just can't get your legs moving that fast. You're obviously going to... That's a really shitty yeah, analogy. I think I'm maybe sorry. the Rodriguez... Uh, oh, jump out of moving car. What was it? Rodriguez came in. No, I'm trying to think. I think they should have switched, brought off Rodriguez at the half, and brought on Nuhu and changed up the positioning yeah. at that point. I don't That probably would have been the best thing to do, but... Well, so talking about Subs and Jones, uh, it occurs to me that there are several Sounders we saw for the last time tonight, or last night. So Jones is headed. Jones is done. He's headed to Germany. Germany. Um, who else do you think we might see the last of? Uh, well, Nagel's probably his contract is probably expired, and who knows if he's going to be a he's he's been around long enough. He's probably going to be a free agent. Well, he's got to come back to Sanders for a fifth time, so he has to go somewhere. He has to go somewhere, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. By by record, every year. <laughs> if if he has there's to a come back. if there's back. a way to keep Lamar Nagel, I would like to keep Lamar Nagel. Uh, I I really like his style of play. As a third forward or extra attacking deep midfielder. I like what he brings to the game. Uh, the downside of keeping Lamar Nagel is is that you're basically saying you're never, ever, ever going to play. The kids. Yeah. And we have a DP slot still, right? Well, we, we, well, we should have. Oh, God. Thanks for reminding me. What do we do with Ozzy? We've got, it looks like we're going to pick he up. healthy, he's, we should keep him we're going to pick up Dempsey's contract, maybe. I said we. I'm speaking on behalf of the team. Yeah. Uh, we're likely going to pick up Dempsey's contract for uh-huh. another year. Um, I saw a Twitter rumor that Ramon Torres is coming back. Yeah. Well, I hope so. I don't, I mean, he at his age, I don't, I don't think he's going to be of much use to anybody other than someone in Panama. I mean, we oh, might, I, oh, I disagree here. I, I think Torres could go down to Colombia. Okay. Um, yeah, no, Torres could. Back uh, to the. Playing Mexico for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. It just, yeah. it, I doubt he's going to be sold to 
he's not going to fit well in, in the European model. Sure, sure. Is what I meant. And usually, what ends up happening is, you know, World Cup comes around. That's when the rest of the world gets a good look at, at yeah. a player. He's had a good season. He'll get a better pay packet. I don't. Season. I have. I have no desire to break up our back line. Like no. Leardom, I want to stay. So I, next year, if the front office is doing their job, I want us to have Leardom at right back, probably Marshall in his final year at center back, next to Torres, with new out left. I, I want that unit to remain. I think we could probably pick up one of the uh, the multiple center backs available in the reallo- reallocation draft or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But uh, you're right. This starting four, keep them. No, we don't have to worry about Jones. You and, asked and about Ozzy? You asked about Ozzy? Yeah. Um, I, I think that there's a 50-50 chance that we've seen two of the original Sounders for the last time. So um, they're, they're and they're zero now. Ozzy and well, Ozzy and Brad. I, I think. I'm sure Brad will. Yeah. If if, if, if one of them comes back, good. But it's likely neither comes back. Who is marketable? I, I think I think I think I think Evans is probably more butt hurt than anything else. Um, he probably still has some miles on him, but he's been. He's been a professional. He hasn't really shown a whole lot of emotions as far as, you know, the fact that he keeps getting replaced at every position we put him in. Yeah. But Ozzy, if he can still play, I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not turn him into the, you know, the next, uh, well, where's, uh, well, here's the thing. It's in, in, in our, one of our coaching staff. In our system, right, in our four-two-three-one. Um, so Ozzy made his money in MLS playing as a lone defensive midfielder number six. Yeah. And we don't play a system that calls for a lone number six. We play now with two defensive midfielders. And the combination of Roldan, Svensson, plus new signing, yeah. or the combination of Roldan, Svensson, plus Ozzy, like, Ozzy's not worth the dollar amount that he's on to be a part of a three-man rotation. True. Well, I mean, is he on the same number? I mean, he's on, like, a 500. He is that uh, uh, Tam... Buy down right. DP. But if you're a smart business person, which you hope ownership is, you go into the transfer market and you find another Svensson. Like, I'm not saying that Svensson is not a world-class player. Svensson's going to go to the World Cup for Sweden. But there are literally dozens of Svensson's available around the world on the market for $400,000, $500,000. Yeah. And, you know, and so, like, are you going to bring back Ozzy as a DP but not DP? To be part of three-man rotation, it's not good business to do it. Well, breaks my heart to say it loud, but good business is, you know, the aging veterans age out, and you you plug them in with the kids that you've been, you know, growing in your in your academy. Do we have that Zach Mathers ready to roll? Do we have that? Uh, who's the sorry? Is sorry a defensive mid? Is is yeah. we're, we're going to find out here pretty soon when yeah. we're uh, checking out all the S two games. That's exactly that's one thing I'm excited about is we're going to see. So I think a year ago, I actually posted online that, like, the sole function of S2 should be finding, identifying, developing an Aussie Lanza replacement, and I'm still there. Like well, you, I've, said on, I've said on social media, I think Nuhu is a future DP. Yeah. Well, th- th- he's a little raw. He makes mistakes, but he's an amazing talent. But I think that means, actually, he's a future sold player because you don't Probably. make left-backs DPs in, in MLS, Probably. unfortunately. Yeah. Well, and if he could, tur- God, if he could turn on goal, and and if if yeah, I've yet to announce a new goal. <laughs> no, no, the funny mention. That's a, I was <laughs> Which, hoping. Which, by the way, I would say, 
Sounders FC goal scored by number five, and then you would say new who. Why do you mention that? It, it, we were uh, the very first game we had at CenturyLink uh, with New Who. Was it one of the the friendlies? It was early, and then you did. I think you just did that. You you were announcing the starting lineup, but yeah, and everybody looked confused. My first, <laughs> I was saying, who? No, New Who. Who? Yeah, yeah. I turned into like a, who's on first? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which James post explainers online like dear fans and I don't even know if they had a photo of him I'm like who's this guy and yeah yeah yeah. watching yeah we were playing uh, was it Tijuana as a was it a preseason friendly or was it Tijuana this year no it was uh, with the X in the oh yes 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 with the random X what is it Ah, it doesn't matter yeah with the the 199 guy 199 yeah so going back to the the line the Caxon Yep. So back to the lineup, right? I so three of the back four are back. And hopefully Marshall's back, probably his last year, whatever. Moving forward, uh, I've liked what Rodon and Swinson have brought to the field. Uh, Swinson got outplayed last night, and so now I'm talking out the side of my mouth. Uh, maybe that means you bring Ozzy back, but Ozzy isn't Ozzy anymore. Like Ozzy's still a top ten defensive midfielder in the league, but he isn't number one anymore. You get to the point where your experience surpasses your ability to play, which sure. is whatever. That's why goalkeepers last a little bit longer. Is your your body stays somewhat fresh, yeah. and your experience. That's why goalkeepers age and then seem to play into their early forties. We're seeing this happen in Salt Lake right now, honestly. Like Beckerman is past a sell-by date, but his, his soccer IQ is really high. Is he a free agent, or did he resign? I know he cut his hair. Did he? Yeah. Uh, probably he, spiders in there. <laughs> that's probably why they had to. He had to check his hair on luggage. So moving around the field again. Um, obviously, Nico's back. I'm pretty sure you don't sign Rodriguez for half a season. He's back. Um, they've announced that Clinton Dempsey's coming back for a year. I have thoughts, but I'll say this later on. Uh, and then Bruin. I, well, Bruin wouldn't have been signed for one year, would he? Well, just, I, I'll say this. Uh, Bruin scored more goals than I think anybody expected him to this year. Yeah. But Bruin played more minutes than anybody expected him to as well. True, true. And so... Oh, you yeah, know, in, in the earlier season. Yeah. But I'll be grateful we have Bruin with Morris being injured. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so. Starting quality. We need depth. Yeah, that's my. So Bruin is not a starter. Starting forward on an MLS Cup caliber team. It's like, if Bruin's your starting but forward, you you're not a contender. So you're not going to win the Cup. But he's a True great story. depth player. Full to stop. Have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a great depth player to have. And I assume he's on a pretty reasonable dollar amount. And so bring him back. Uh, Jordan Morris we were talking about this uh, if a European team makes an offer on Jordan Morris I think you take it at this point but that's a very unpopular opinion sounder I'm sure like if Brett hears this right now she's probably going to murder me but uh, I, Morris needs to bounce back season next year for sure right. I guess the problem is if you get too fond of any player and any player in a position then you can't do new acquisitions and you don't improve and so, like, we need to be looking at our roster and saying, where can we upgrade? That 16-year-old kid, is he a striker? The the uh, Oscar or Aussie? The, the, shoot. S2 signed a kid from the academy. Yeah. He, Me- Mexican kid, right? He's not ready yet. He's not ready. He still needs, he still needs another season. In Do you want to throw him into the fire and just see what happens? Yeah, you throw him in the fire in Cheney Stadium. Okay. Um, if if we're talking about forwards, like, you're going to go out and sign, uh, bring in Durless, right? Bring in... 
we were talking before we started recording about how MLS has passed by the, the time of bringing in the aging European player. But there are some players who I see playing um, in Mexico in Champions League who are on the like 29-30 line who I would love to have come in. Because if you dominate MLS in the Champions League, you can dominate them during the regular season. Wait, is that a Colorado Avalanche bumper sticker? We're on Ontario. What the hell? Anyway. Yeah, we are still making our way to Detroit. So, what, do you, what are your thoughts, Tim? Uh, do we, what, go through the roster and we figure out who's sticking around and who's not? Yeah, sure. Or just game thoughts, whatever. Uh, back to the Morris thing. Uh, we talked briefly about if, if somebody comes to buy Morris from us, uh, yes. I, I don't know if he has, his, you know, when, in his personality, what do you want, heat? I don't know if he has the. I don't know if he has any more weapons in his belt. I don't know if he has the ability to do anything other than just be a like a what is it the cliche the flat track bully. Well, if your biggest weapon is your speed and you sustain multiple hamstring, hamstring injuries, that's uh, that's complicated. Or we I we have to get him. Uh, if, to compare him to a pitcher, we got to give him a slider. We got to give him another another pitch, and so the people have to worry about it. Uh, but if somebody comes calling, you know, it depends on what the dollar amount is. But yeah, um, we have to find somebody that can play off and, and move and use his left foot. I, I've always been picking on Morris, and uh, I'm not really apologizing for it. Well, so we're going into Champions League in February, right? And like we're going to be playing against uh, some of the best teams in our hemisphere, and. Jordan Morris's right foot isn't going to get us through a two-leg series against Monterey. It's just not. Well, if we're talking about Morris. I don't even think we should have played him. I don't say, more, should, say more with that. We, we subbed him in uh, for Rodriguez, and he's been missing all but, what, 15 minutes last week, and, and you, you try to give him 30, 40 minutes. I just don't think it was... I think we probably would use him... Well, what do I say? Use him in an emergency situation. Did what? you shame Bill back there? Uh-oh. Shame! <laughs> I'm not nuts about... Because he hadn't been... You know, I, I haven't seen him in training. I didn't think he was ready. I don't think this is the game to throw him into. Shame. 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 Okay. <laughs> no, right. your, your point being, a player whose best weapon is speed... Oh, players coming back speed. from hamstring injury in a cup final in a thirty-degree weather environment. Sure, and Same also just you—if he had three games on him, yeah. But fifteen minutes, I don't know if he's going full. It, it, there's just game. There's game speed and training speed, and I would have rather seen him either go up top where he could take over for Bruin, or I. I I wanted to see Jovan Jones, honestly. I want to see Jovan Jones back at midfield because that was his that was his comfort zone. That's what he's been spending the last two-thirds of the season in. The real question is, who's a better left winger, Jovan Jones or Jordan Morris right now? At this point, Jones. Yep. Jones has speed. Jones doesn't finish, but Jones well, scares the hell out of people. Morris doesn't finish either, frankly. No, true, true, true story. By the way, I don't want to be like crap on Morris. I love the kid, right? He, he, like, I, I love Jordan Morris. I celebrated when he decided to stay. Like, I love Jordan Morris. Right. But, like, we needed... Uh, we needed a, we needed a game changing sub. But we didn't have one. We probably should have done that at halftime too, and not once we had already taken on a goal. All right, so we're going long here. Uh, what are your final thoughts about the trip overall? Oh, we got, we got two more hours. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, nobody's going to listen Steve, for two more hours. No, Steve's going to have to sort through this. Make Steve work this. Um, so trip to Toronto, uh, great, 
Love the stadium. Love, I mean, uh, uh, stadium was a little rickety and. Well, let's just talk about the food. Interesting quality, food, yes, yes, I think yes. The atmosphere in the stadium is really important. So first of all, there's lots of kiosks for beer. That was pretty good. Big there's tall also, beers, right? Exactly, giant beers, canned beers, all that good stuff. Also, did you notice the liquor stations that were set up? Canada's a little bit. Uh, they let people uh, use their uh, self-control a little bit more than right. we do. In the, yeah. So you can buy like a double of whatever you wanted, right? I got a Bailey's and hot chocolate, which the guy looked at me like he never, and he said, I've never heard anyone ever order this ever. Because And then he char awful. charged me 12 bucks and gave me like a take home cup. And I was like, this is legit. It was great. <laughs> Plus, what do you do with your Bailey's if you don't put it in your hot chocolate? I know, exactly. Coffee. And then also there was a, a giant, that giant luau pig, like basically off the spit that was chilling there. And then you could just get these amazing sandwiches. And I, when I was standing in line for that, all these other dudes were like, this is the best food in the place. And they were going on and on about like the the tricks for like getting the best part of the pork when you went up there. Oh. <laughs> and the food was good. Can I cheat meat? Cheat meat. Yeah. So we talked in-game experiences. Uh, we had great seats. The guys behind us uh, were, were younger fans that probably followed a European team or two. Uh, they were more nervous as the game went on scoreless. We were just happy and, and shocked, but enjoying the moment and uh, assuming that the longer the game went scoreless, the more tight these guys would be. Unfortunately, we, we gave up a goal eventually, but... Uh, I'm just going to add personally, uh, Toronto's a more ethnically diverse city than Seattle is. Uh, had some delightful TV watching in the hotel room after the game. Um, Hope <laughs> and I... No, dead serious. Hope and I were watching like hockey coverage in Hindi, like two yeah. dudes, like turbaned up, like breaking down hockey. And then the same dudes on like, I think it was, I guess right, Hindi language sports center hmm. were breaking down curling. And I'm just like, I'm here for this. I'm yeah. absolutely here for this. And then there was like a, we thought it was, it was some kind of like Slavic language. So either maybe Russian or Ukrainian or Czech or something. Hmm. Um, and they were doing indoor girl soccer breakdown. What? Yeah, like, what? like, like they had the local league. Yeah, it was like the local <laughs> indoor soccer league, like doing Amazing. yeah highlights. And I was like, this is, there's a some Slavic dude in a flannel shirt. Rolling it was slow yeah, it was weird, but it was great. No, it was a great city, and uh, I saw a lot of brothers in the stadium. What do you represent? Hmm. Black Toronto. Oh, there's a car in the box. I spot. actually, yeah. um, I actually wasn't sitting with you guys. Um, Tell us because, about that, James. Well, because I I was um, with a section of Sounders staff, um, so I was actually the other side of the stadium from you guys. Um, yeah, a long way away. Um, so that was. That was interesting. Um, I actually kind of wished I'd been around more people I knew. That would have been a bit more of a fun experience. But I got to know some people just by chatting with them, which was fun. Of course, for me, being able to just watch a game and not have to work a game is a fun experience. And um, I thought the stadium atmosphere was amazing. If, if I was a Toronto fan, I bet they would be having such fun at that game. Um, clearly they were watching their team dominate our team and when the goals went in, they were letting off their pyro and smoke bombs and everything and they looked like they were having a blast. So, um, you know, it was a good atmosphere uh, and despite the fears of, you know, of us all freezing to death, it, the temperature wasn't too bad at all. It was probably hovering around freezing and I was layered up and so I was, Having great fun. Um, I had uh, Mr. Sounder, Alan Hinton, to my left, giving me color commentary on the game, which was quite good because he knows a lot about the game. So that was a fun aspect. My boss, 
uh, Todd Albright, game day presentation manager, was right behind me. Uh, and some other uh, Sounders uh, celebs were, or friends of family, I should say, were uh, friends and family were uh, standing around me. So, yeah, I enjoyed the whole experience. Obviously, it would have been way more fun if we'd won. Uh, but Toronto definitely very clearly deserved to win. And uh, Absolutely. Now it's one all on MLS Cups, and we're hoping for best out of three. A best of three at Seattle next year. So what needs to happen is, I mean, we talked briefly. You know, we need to host. We need to host. Well, there, I don't think anything could have come in and, and knocked Toronto from that yes. perch. I mean, they they got such a great start, and they were getting points everywhere, hand over fist. Well, and even when they had that down time yeah. during the summer, they still had such a huge lead in the standings that. Yeah. Uh, but. But but we gave away a ton of points this season. Oh, for sure. There's a ton of games where like Orlando would give up a free kick in the 88th uh, minute or in stoppage time, and then we gave up goals to to all the crummy teams, New England, and we came back to tie. But yeah, th- and we're supposed to put those teams down. Exactly. And so if you go back and look through some of our mediocre performances in the first half of the season, we finished 16 points behind them. I'm not sure we catch up to catch that that gap and close that gap completely, yeah. but like no, we we have work to do. Just one well, more thought. Money talks. Yep. Uh, they've got three very highly paid DPs on the Toronto team, yep. and um, you know we've got a DP slot, so we hopefully we'll fill it with some amazing player. Tim, here's a thought exercise for you, really fast. If we go through our kind of established lineup that we have right now, and we say Nuhu, Torres, Marshall, Leardom. Uh, oh, the snow's getting real all of a sudden. Uh, Svensson rolled on. Uh, TBD, left winger, Dempsey, Leardom, Bruin, or Jones. Which one of those spots do you think is most suited for an upgrade? I, to tell you the truth, I would love... If, if in a perfect world, we take that midfielder spot that Dempsey's occupying yeah. put Dempsey up top soul striker yeah. and then we bring in uh, Ladero back into the middle and then we've got room for that Durless Gonzalez kid that we were trying to get last year yeah I, I don't disagree ooh snow is real you deploy Dempsey up top in the quantum oh. Blanco senior citizen oh. forward role road conditions are subtly deteriorating and then we use Morris we use uh, uh, we, we deploy Morris Bruin Dempsey in that band of four, you know, we're not going to use all of them. Somebody's always going to be missing. But I would like to see what uh, a younger creative, uh, I don't know, attacking midfielder could do. And by the way, I'll say this, and it's probably my last word here. Uh, when we signed Leardom, I was like, why the hell are we using Tan Money on a right back? I was dead wrong. Money well spent. Money well spent. He, His signing locked down the back line from that revolving door of talent. And I don't think he missed the game, and just money well spent. All right. Uh, um, final observation: the weather is getting a lot worse here, and the roads are looking a lot worse. <laughs> and that's what Hope has to say. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we're going to concentrate on on driving and uh, returning to Seattle safely. So we'll see you then. Thanks for listening.
is channel 253.